0: Morning all Monday, February 19, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, I'm Radio Tab, a very good morning to you, hope you had a fantastic weekend, footy is back, how good is it, yes they're trials, but uh, certainly something to feast our eyes on over the weekend and uh, well, hope for many clubs uh, after seeing them on the paddock after a long pre-season for the first time. Uh, optimism levels are high heading into 2024 and uh, not so much for the England cricket team. They were pummeled last night by India in the third test. They're down two to one in that series. Somehow the Sydney Kings got through to the the NBL playoffs. Uh, They got a one-off elimination match coming up in a couple of weeks time against New Zealand. Uh, And uh, Alex Volkanovsky yesterday, unfortunately, uh, lost his featherweight crown in the UFC. An incredible uh, victory from Ilya Tapuria who got him with uh, a big right hand. It was uh, difficult to watch for Aussie fight fans there as far as the great Volk was concerned there in California yesterday. Loz, morning to you, mate. We had a Great night at Menengle on Saturday night, too, uh, there for the night with the BSB at Club Menengle.
1: Yeah, we certainly did, you know. I really enjoyed myself. I um, didn't back a winner, uh, but enjoyed being out there. It was quite warm on the night, wasn't it, when you walked outside that room. Uh, humidity. Obviously, they had a storm earlier, um, which uh, heated things up a little bit. But, uh, no, didn't back a winner, but enjoyed everyone's company uh, during the night. Um, a good uh, lineup of stars, um, Tommy stole the show, Tommy Berry again. Um, <laughs> I was very critical of Tommy with a few rides oh. on the Saturday. I gave him plenty, gave him a bit of stick, but no, all in all, it was a good night, and I think everyone
0: enjoyed themselves. Certainly did. Pop, morning teammate. mate. How was the weekend? Morning, boys. Yeah, uh,
2: pretty good weekend, but yeah, disappointed or feel for... Uh, Alex Volkanovski, I watched uh, mm. I watched those uh, all those fights. Rob Whitaker was outstanding yesterday and got the win. But yeah, seeing Volk get um, wow get knocked out like that,
0: hard to um, watch, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was, and you feel for him because he's, oh, he's 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 been an absolute well, oh, freaks the word. He's just so good, and even listen to the commentary, I think um, you could feel their heartbreak as well. The commentators seeing a champion get knocked out like that, but. Oh, mate! It was um, yeah. Just I guess watching Rob Whitaker. I think that was that that was a great fight as well. And just seeing him find a way to um, to get that victory. I, I think sort of leading up to Volk, I was I was super pumped. And he looked fit, sounded confident. Um, yeah, just got knocked out. Just one of those things.
0: Interesting after the fight too. So you know. Volkanovski's called for a rematch. Tepuli has away, called yeah. out Conor McGregor. And he's doubled down Volk, too, in the post-match or the post-fight media conference as well. Says, you know, he's been a company man, so this has to happen. Uh, so, you know, he doesn't want to really pass the torch just yet. But, you know, as much as we love Volk, you really got the feeling watching that yesterday it was a passing of the torch, wasn't it? But, you know... that's <laughs> yeah, a tough
2: one, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think... I think in in boxing or UFC, it, it's it, they're, 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 that type of sport that it's like if you're a day past your time or, or, or a minute past your time, there's always someone right there to take it. Someone younger or fresher, or I, I don't I don't know. And because Volk looked awesome, he looked he looked uh, he looked fit. He still had his speed. Um, like you you can't see a difference. In from from you know go back twelve months ago when he when he was when he owned the the division or two years ago but I don't know it just seems like if you're just a, a minute past your time and I'm talking at your absolute best then there's someone else just there so yeah I, I don't know but you never want to write a champion off middle you know, as well like it it was it wasn't like he he got out fought he he looked brilliant the entire fight he just got a great punch that yet yeah, fought him and knocked him out.
0: Uh, obviously lots of footy laws. The Tigers had a win in Christchurch yesterday. We saw uh, the All-Stars game Friday night, the Indigenous side winning that, Braden Trindle, uh, winning the Preston Campbell medal for his performance in that match. The Charity Shield, Souths and the Dragons. That was six all at halftime before... South's dominated in the second half, as the Broncos did against the Cowboys yesterday. It was 16-14 in that match at halftime in Mackay. The Broncos 46-20 over the Cowboys in the end. And Des Hasler's no-names against the Dolphins put up a pretty good show there last night. Eventually, the Dolphins won that match 26-14. Uh, but oh, gee, watching just a few of those Broncos highlights yesterday... Uh, <laughs> They're the flashy side of the NRL now. I know know Penrith are the the champions and the premiers, but there's something about these Broncos. Selwood and Cobbo in the centres, Reese Walsh being Reese Walsh. They're the the Harlem Globetrotters of the NRL, Loz.
1: Oh, they're a wonderful team to watch. And the thing that they can do is put points in you very quickly. And that was um, shown to us in the second half. You know, their first half wasn't great, but Mm. uh, look, I've said it a number of times in this program. I don't read too much into trials. You know, Mm. there's... You know when you throw out a group of youngsters they 're up they 're keen they 're excited when you 're playing against an older bunch of blokes they 're just looking to get through the trials, get some match fitness and some contact into their game, and just get some timing they 're not looking for anything else, so I just read nothing into it. Um, yeah, some clubs though, they need to treat it seriously because they need to hit the ground running and they 're under pressure uh than a lot more. But the Broncos once they found their rhythm they 're a very good side to watch, and you know they still had a couple of players missing. But the Cowboys, they didn't have a great deal of first-graders, NRL first-graders in that mm-hmm. squad. So you've got to weigh that up as well. Uh, I suppose some of the big news coming out of the weekend was the crusher tackle um, on Dom Young. Yeah. And Dom Young is now out of that game over there in the USA. So simply, uh, well, more than likely will be suspended for that crusher cat- tackle. But he was he was sort of cleared of um, a lot of damage Um to his neck, but then further x-rays and scans on the Sunday revealed he'd suffered ligament damage. So they're hoping that he'll be okay in round two, but they're just not prepared to take the risk with him and he'll be sitting at home. Hopefully um, the ligaments will heal and he'll be right for game two. But that's a big story coming out of Mm. the Roosters that Dom Young won't be there for round one in Vegas. And Toss Sipley can cop three matches with an early plea. I, I saw it, and again, you know, you can't sort of defend those crusher tackles, but there's not a whole lot you, you he was doing wrong, you know, because you're taught to get in tight, and then when you manoeuvre around, and then you f- put your force on their neck when they get caught in that ditch, uh, dangerous situation, um, it's 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 not a good look. But I, I I don't think there was malice in it, but unfortunately, he copped him in. Uh, a bad position and put force on his on his neck, and you know he's lucky that there wasn't more serious damage done.
0: And there was an incident in the Tigers Warriors game yesterday as well. Eighteen uh, sixteen, Pups Tigers getting a win there, but Warriors rookie Zion Maiu sent off just before the twenty minute mark. He collected Tigers centre. Declan Casey in that match loss. Uh, does he have any complaints there after being sent from the park? No, I don't. I don't I, I, no, not,
1: not when you look at the damage to Declan Casey. There were some mitigating circumstances because he got hit, and then that sort of forced Casey into Zion. Mm. But I think when there is forceful contact, um, even though I don't think he intended to to to, to make that. Type of hit on, on young Casey, the fact that he ended up being knocked out uh, and collected his sh- shoulder, the point of his shoulder, I don't think the referee and you know, a couple of years ago I, I doubt whether that would have been sent off but we know that now they take into consideration mm. the the impact that it has on the, on the player um, and if you're down or you're being carried off the field with a concussion or being knocked out uh, they deem that to be pretty serious and they look at you in the you know in a different light. So I think they, they got it right. Uh, albeit though, I, I could understand why the young kid thought that he may have been sinbinned rather than than sent off.
0: Uh now racing on the weekend we saw some outstanding performances. Fangirl, oh, wasn't she outstanding the yeah, Apollo stakes on on Saturday at Randwick. Imperatrices, uh you know <laughs> We saw that trial the other week. And we thought, oh, geez, that wasn't very impressive. Private Eye really served it up to her. It was outstanding. We're going to speak to Joe Pride later this morning. She's a good horse, well, isn't
1: it? 1,000
0: oh, thousand, metres first up. Yeah, it, that horse. It, he
1: looked as though he, like he was going to win. Yeah. He, he loomed and got in front of Imperatories. Uh, and then she kicked again. So yeah. uh, there's still plenty more life uh, in her in another group one. Um, so well done to all the connections involved. But, yeah, Joe Pride. Juice with private
0: eye, it it can win from so many distances. Yeah. Over so many distances, mm. I should say. Could probably be saying the same thing about think about it by the end of this campaign as well. So looking forward to speaking to Joe later this morning. Switzerland was triumphant as well uh, in the Piero Plate, the two-year-old race. So the Golden Slipper, what, just about a month away now, isn't it? The Slipper, uh, just, yeah, 23rd of March. So we're uh, about a month away from the Slipper. And uh, the New Haven Park Country Championships, of course, got underway. And on uh, Saturday, unfortunately, feel so sorry for everyone involved at Lismore uh, due to the weather they had to move to meeting the Grafton late there. Uh, But Matty Dunn went one-two there to qualify his horses. Tribeca Star winning uh, on Saturday there at Grafton with Matty McGurran in the saddle and Rainbow Connection with Ben Looker in the saddle finishing second and uh, well, Craig Williams, who well, his ride right on Jimmy Starr was uh, very hotly debated there at Flemington on Saturday. And then he went to Albury yesterday and rode three winners for Ronnie Stubbs. Uh, at the, had three riders for the day, all of them won, including Bianco Valano, which uh, qualified for the country championships final after winning at Albury yesterday. But uh, the multi loss unfortunately, Bonas Noches, which had a lot Too to Too far do. back. A lot to do. Yeah. Too
1: far back, mate. It was always going to be difficult to, to mm. run them down. Of course, Samana um, wins. Yeah, Samana wins. Yeah, but I, I think Maddie Smith would be you know, happy with Bonas, mm. Notches the way she finished off, but just when you're getting back that far, you just got to run so fast to pick them up in the end. And um, Obviously, he couldn't do that, but yeah, I think he's in for a big campaign, but that doesn't help the multimeter. You're knocking on the door, though. You're not far off. Yeah, not too far off. You know, get my eye in. Get my eye in, and away we go. You can cop any abuse Saturday night. Uh,
0: Ma- no, I think they were mainly supporters of you. No, yours they there, were. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. Well, I'm hoping they're supporters when they turn up to a function like that. Well, at least to your face.
0: If you were grumbling to me, what about yeah. Daily, how does he show his face? How would tonight? you remember
1: you got knocked out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pup went to walk off stage, uh, head butted the oh, no. TV, needed oh, an HIA. God. Yeah, yeah, it didn't just go didn't unnoticed. Uh, Kezzy Apps, I, I just heard someone burst out laughing straight away. I look over and Kezzy Apps has just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> she has to duck. Battler just. Well, yeah, first you thing you're duck. thinking
1: of. Oh, it was very embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, it was very embarrassing for <laughs> me trying to explain it <laughs> to the table too. <laughs> and I whacked he said it too. losing it. <laughs> you
0: know, you, you, you're trying to make out it's, a it's just noise. nowhere near as bad as it was. Well, it was actually pretty. You know, it was a decent knock.
2: Any stitches?
0: Nah. Uh, no, play would, on. Play on. Concussion? Or, well, HIA, but I was passed. I was good to go. Passed the okay. test. Play on then? And there is uh, Alex Volkanovski copying the right hand from Ilya Tapuria on the back page of the Daily Telegraph. Volk's reign over champs. KO shock is the headline there. Uh, the other story on the back page of the telly. Phil Buzz Rothfield, who will be on the show, of course, later this morning. NRL SOS Hotline. A new initiative to protect players' well-being. So this story saying that basically the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association are going to establish a confidential helpline to basically, well, it's like a whistleblower line. Uh, so, but isn't this what the Rugby League Players Association's for anyway? Don't well, don't, don't you, you pay you, your fee well, to go to out them. of your salary to go yeah. to them to act in your interest? Th- that's
1: what I thought it was there for, as well as other things to hmm. negotiate a collective bargaining agreement hmm. as well. But I thought if you had any issues, that's who you go to the Players' Association. So, and again, you know, we've spoken about this in the past, and where does it stop and where does it uh, finish? You, know, you can see a time where a coach in a half-time or an after-game address or before or in a game address mm-hmm. says the wrong thing, and all of a sudden you might find him in a bit of hot water for reasons that we think are normal and been acceptable in the past. But they're not acceptable mm. anymore, because people might think that they've been abused, or people might think that they've, um, you know, said something that, that has affected them. So, so wh- where's it sort of going to get to? But I, I can see a coach at some point being in hot water mm. for some of the things
0: that they say. We'll speak to Buzz about this later this morning. He's uh, by reading this article, is firmly in favour of this, pointing to things like, you know, historically, you know, the Cronulla peptide scandal and how something like a hotline like this may have been beneficial at the oh, time. Oh, no doubt,
1: no doubt. There's, there's things that you could use this for and things that uh, players feel uncomfortable at times you know, putting their hand up and voicing their concerns. So I think um, you know, any time you can have a system that protects people um, is is good, but you just wonder where it all starts and where it all finishes. That's all. Yep. That's all. I, I I've said it for a few years now. You know, as a, as a coach, at times when you say things, you know, you're trying to motivate your team. You're trying to get the best out in them. You're trying to make them accountable, and sometimes they might think you overstepped the mark in what you say to them. So does that mean that they can ring the hotline and mm. complain about your language, your behaviour, the way that you conducted yourself in front of the group?
0: I, I don't know. Could it go the other way, say, so a situation? We saw it in the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Could Andy Reid ring the hotline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, See what my player did to me the yeah. other day? and all I'm all for, <laughs> you, know,
1: you know, being safe in the workforce and, and mm. all that. But I, I just want to know...
0: How it's all going to work, and how we all uh, how we all deal with it. Okay, we don't uh, talk equestrian. In fact, we seldom do on this show. What about this story on the back page of the Herald? You love this pup. Well,
1: they're my villain. Equestrian Australian. Australia.
0: Yeah, I thought. You know what? When I saw this story, I knew this would be your yeah, villain. Yeah. And, and fair enough too, Loz. So the story is it's in the telly as well. This is being covered. So the report is that three-time Olympian Shane Rose who has won two silver and one bronze Olympic medal, by the way. He's been stood down from competition by Equestrian Australia. Now, he went in a fancy dress event last weekend, south of Sydney in the Southern Highlands. He was in an orange mankini, Pup. Helmet in his boots as well, an orange mankini. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, apparently someone complained. So Equestrian Australia has... Stood him down from competing, but this puts his Paris hopes in jeopardy. He's looking to go to a fourth Olympic Games. I see he's got a lot of support from other, uh, you know, dressage competitors, show jumping competitors, etc., saying, "Look, this bike's done so much for the sport over a period of time."
2: So, what have they stood him down for?
0: Go on the mankini. Well, just there's codes of conduct that you know oh he's potentially God. breached within this. It store. was
1: fancy dress. <laughs> yeah, oh it was a. Fa- it wasn't even. A, yeah,
0: it wasn't like a legitimate you know no. competition. It was just a bit it of fun. Was a bit of fun and for a laugh. Hmm. If this oh. is what the how world 2024 to? is that seriously?
2: It's like that. Or someone. Compl- there's always one seeing... who
0: complains. It's the neighbour. Yeah, it's That uh, narky uh... neighbour, isn't it?
2: Oh, let's create a hotline. Let's create another way you can ring up and be a whinger as well. Like, see if I can dob on someone else. Like, It's the same. What was going on over the last couple of weeks? You all, we're banning G-strings from the beach in the Gold <laughs> Coast as well. It's the same thing. Mate, people have gone, like, people go to the beach in their Speedos and... Oh, I don't know, mate. What's wrong with us?
0: In any state, mate.
2: Honestly. mm
0: Okay, so that's the equestrian story we probably never expected to be bringing up today. The NRL's top 50. The uh, Herald's also done. uh, They're they're counting down their top 50 players in the NRL. Uh, Also on the back page of the Herald, Australia avoid date with Kiwi pace ace. So uh, uh, Chicken Chow's favourite bowler, Kyle Jemison. He's he's out with stress fractures in his back out of the Mm -hmm. test matches against Australia coming up and uh, Pup with his, you know, sort of height and his... Ability to get lift off the wicket has some speed as well. He's two hundred and three centimeters, and he's got a great record, particularly at home. He's got a great record anyway, but he hasn't played it. He's a bit of Shane Bond about him, unfortunately. But he's taken fifty-six wickets at seventeen in eleven tests on home soil, so mm, he'll be big uh, loss a, a big loss for them. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I, I think the other thing as well, they've they've still got some they've still got some stock in their in regards to bowlers the Kiwis, and conditions will swing a little bit, so. That plays into the likes of well, Tim South, he's, a, he's he's a big player for them, but I think Jemison he offers something different because of that height, uh, that back of a length sort of bowling. I, I think he's he really complements their um, their attack. So yeah, he's he's a massive loss, and it sounds like he's going to be out for a while, know. Hmm. So that'll um, yeah that'll hurt the Kiwis. That that should be a good series, hopefully. Um, New Zealand are batting well at the moment, led by obviously Kane Williamson. His last 12 months have been phenomenal. Um, so if they can handle the Australian attack, I think
0: that will I think that should be a really good series. And the first T20, Australia, New Zealand, is on Wednesday. And back page of the Courier Mail, there's Reese Walsh. It's showtime. Slice and dice. Slick Walsh warms up for Vegas in style as Broncos out-muscle Cowboys kids, 46-20. to 20 in Mackay there yesterday. Just uh, Brendan Piakura was a story out of that game as well. He scored a couple of tries, but it's going to have scans on a knee injury there for the Broncos as well. But heroes and villains on a Monday, so give us a call, 13 53, 53 uh, on the text line, 419 A $100 gift card to give away for the best contribution this morning. Just some results uh, overnight in the Premier League. Manchester United have won at Luton this morning at Kettleworth Road, 2 1. Brighton have gone to Breble Lane against Sheffield United and absolutely smashed the blades 5 0. Uh, in some tennis, Alex Dimonor in the final of the ATP event in Rotterdam against Yannick Sinner. Well, Sinner, the Australian Open champion, has beaten the Aussie in straight sets 7 5 6 4. And his head to head against Dimonor is now 7 0. The Italian gun. Uh, now, also. Uh, We've got the golf where we've got Jason Day in contention at the Genesis Invitational in California this morning. And he is, well, he's just teeing off. In fact, he'd be just on the first. Uh, He's 10 under par heading into his final round. And he's four shots behind the leader, Patrick Cantlay. So he'll be tracking Jason Day uh, this morning.